0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are live on another episode of The Beer Phase. It's time to roll some beer and drink some dyes. I'm soaked, i and brown. In the trousers, she kissed me. It's time for another Beer Phase with your wannabe hosts Mark Cox Dice
1: fucking cancer
0: Ryan Smith
2: if paint were battle points I'd be best general every time
1: and Jeff Swan
0: softest lists and everything else in the south
1: happy hour every hour you're here is my happy hour
2: well uh we've got a special guest with us tonight we do yeah one of our uh one of our good canadian friends decided to pop in and say hello
1: see what we're talking about
2: do some shameless plugs
1: what's up dan miner introduce yourself i already did Uh, i'm dan miner
3: i uh I run events for probably like going 16 years now. Uh, run Wet Coast GT up in uh, Vancouver, B.C. Uh, I also run like T-Shift down in Bellevue, C- uh, Washington of area. And I run Cruise Hammer, which I will talk about later.
1: hmm
2: Yeah, man. Excited You're... about that. You love beer, too. That's why we love you.
1: Speaking of beer.
0: Well done. It's like we're learning as we go.
1: All right. It's time for that important phase that we all like to call the beer phase. Dan, you're our honored guest. You better be drinking a beer and you better tell us what you're drinking it out of.
3: I am drinking the uh Strathcona Beach uh Lemon Rattler. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's a lighter beer, it's four percent, it's only a fifteen IBU. Uh, it's got a nice sour finish to it, and I'm drinking it out of a wet coast GT beer mug. Awesome. Ryan
0: I am drinking my Bayou Battles MVP beer, which is the uh, Chief Justice Imperial Stout. Uh, Lots of good coffee and chocolate notes. Um, I think I went through two six-packs of it this weekend. And I'm drinking it out of my new vintage from last year, Bayou Battles, red glass.
1: Well, that's convenient.
2: I'm, uh, I'm just slumming it tonight. I've got some Shiner, and I've got it in a generic pint glass because I've got a keg of it and I've got to kill it eventually, so doing a little work. Jeff, what about you?
1: Well, I am also drinking out of my Bayou Battles red glass from the previous year. Uh, I got uh, me and Mark um, went up to Lady Lake, Lake and we stopped at a little brewery called West End Brewing and we found quite a few pretty awesome beers but my favorite was little lucy's hot pepper ale it's a spiced herb beer um it's kind of a a mediocre like like a mid-tier blonde almost ESB on the bitter scale but super good reminiscent of that beer i was telling you guys about forever the uh well we are hellfire from chimera over here so it's it's a um it's a spice beer that has jalapeno and serrano in it so really gets me going really really good beer if anybody lives in missouri and you don't go to weston brewing i would i would super super send you that way because everything there was awesome yeah that sounds good so glad we made that pit stop
2: yeah yeah you are that place is fucking awesome I, i went up there like four or five years ago and i was like oh jesus we're driving right by it we gotta stop
1: yep great beer well, um, I guess let's go. You want to go, or do you want to oh, go guys, straight into? You guys are actually doing hobby. So yeah, I'm we literally should, doing hobby right this that. minute. Dan, you doing any hobby lately? Since you're our guest?
3: No, I haven't really gotten a chance to do too much hobbying since Lady Delake. Uh, I plan on uh, working on some samurai ogres, but I haven't gotten to it yet. Oh, samurai ogres! Nice.
2: You sent me a couple of whip picks.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you just didn't finish them out.
3: Yeah, those picks are from uh, when I was originally working on it a while
2: ago. Oh, oh, so from before. I got you.
0: Sweet. You got at least one ogre
3: mage in there, right? Oh yeah, there'll be the an ogre old. mage for sure.
0: Fantastic. Those Tengu models look really
3: cool in that theme.
1: Well, I know me and Ryan have been working on Hobby. I'm actually anxious to hear about Ryan's Hobby because he gave a little teaser before we started, so... <laughs> What are you working I'm, on man? Uh, I'm,
0: I am working on my army in a weekend army because that's coming up this weekend and I had completely forgotten about it so I have mm.
1: mm-hmm. nothing
0: ready. I found some old demonettes that I'm going to use as succubi that have been sitting in a shelf for probably twelve years so I'm going to have to... over them. Metals? Um,
1: yeah, the old,
0: old metals, the pretty
1: metals. The Juan Diaz ones uh, or, the, or the the crab claws? claws? No, the
0: Juan Diaz. Nice, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's I'm what I got. Using as flame bearers painting up those arms as fire. Um, and then I just finished putting together six Mersha fiends that I'm going to glue angel wings on the back of because I'm going to try and fun. play with the idea of the shining ones sent us basilians. What did the wicked ones send us? Yeah, nice. So feathered wings on demons aren't something you see very often.
1: No. Yeah, that's kind of why I was wanting to hear what what your plan is for it. Yep,
0: and in that vein, I glued together the uh, Mantic Archfiend of the Abyss that I won at lone, at uh, Bayou. I think that's the fastest I've ever taken a tournament winning and put it together and had it ready for something.
1: That I model? Super fucking cool, right? Like, once you get it out of the box and get it put together, the detail is just great. Pretty nice. Yeah,
0: for the for where they are, it's great. I've got some gaps to fill up in the upper shoulder region. Yeah, should those are bad.
1: Issue um so yeah the shoulder ones right there and then just check the leg ones down by the um by the loincloth that the the, i had two different ones i put together and different ones had varying gaps down by the loincloth which i guess not a lot of people look at but i know it would bug the shit out of you so
0: i've got those anyway because i because i'm doing them sort of flying i hot water dipped the legs Oh, i you? Okay. one of them, so he's in like a figure skating pose with his hoof up. Nice. So that messed the alignment on the hip up. And I've also got a big tear from bending the resin itself. Yeah. So I'll be puttying that tonight.
1: I like that resin, don't you? Like it has a little bit of flex to it.
0: It's got some give. It snapped quicker than I wanted it to. Did it um, really? Okay. But I'm, used- I'm used to Mercia where it's like super, super brittle. And then you push and you got a cut in your finger. Gotcha. So I guess there's a trade-off to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to do this for the um, brush with death contest. I emailed a picture of it to Mantic to go, hey, would these wings disqualify it? Because if they would, I'll just paint up the wings as well and
1: pop it off the back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What are you working on, cool. Jeff?
1: well i have been working like a madman on um, on my trident realm stuff i've got a i have got I had a little bit of time off this week not a lot but i had enough to um, get some get some paint time in here and i've managed to paint up a solid 500 points just this week on it so i'm literally working on a little bit more right now i just I finished up a blood rack medusa the other day that i'm using for uh, part of it and just finished up another Hammerhead for my knucker and uh, a Kraken, which is that, um, uh, what's it called, uh, the Cavalier from um, the Hardross set from Cool Mini. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, pretty cool little model for that. And right now, I'm two greater water elementals just because I want to have about 3,000 points done so I can interchange stuff. You know how it is. Like, you hate playing just yep. the exact same army, right? Like, you like playing that army, but you don't want to, have to play the same shit every time, you know? Exactly. So, my theme is. Um, my theme for the army is shark week so i'm trying to make it mostly you know all sharks and water elementals with like an octopus or so here here and there so i don't know it's it's coming along i'm just trying to get it all done for capital city is my man so and then i have to have it done for the okay. uk which freaking the uk's in 9 weeks dude we're to capital city oh, or not, uh, capital city and then we're going to clash of kings in like 8 or 9 weeks Fucking crazy man.
2: I just forgot that I haven't wrote a list for Capital City yet. Yeah. It's due like soon, right? Did I miss the deadline? Mm,
0: I think in the next week or two. Okay.
1: Uh nineteenth, I, 19th, I think.
2: The nineteenth? Shit. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that before I leave. Is that this Friday? Friday or Saturday, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Sunday, like I don't I don't know. Okay. Yeah, damn it. This sucks. Yeah. <laughs> gotta
1: start writing lists. So you know. so i don't know it's been fun i'm really enjoying putting together this army because it's really just uh the abyssels were great because it was my hey i want to really do all the mantic models i can and now this one's just kind of like i have a theme and i don't care where the models are from i want to use manic stuff still but it's just kind of cool putting together like a story you know so and uh mark i'm I just made up that uh, surfboard I was talking about.
2: Oh, you did it? Oh, good.
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna try and make that unit happen, too.
2: Yeah, dude, that's gonna be a fucking awesome little centerpiece Yeah. to the entire storyboard that you got going on.
1: Yeah, so it should be fun. Mm. All right. well, do you want to roll into Lady, or you want to talk about Bayou, or...
2: Uh, let's just kind of go sequential order, and we can talk Lady real quick, because you, me, and Dan were at Lady, and then we can Sure. do a quick recap of you um dan i think you were on with chris like yesterday right
3: yes i was
2: okay cool so i don't want to jump into too much detail and have you recap like everything mm-hmm. that you told him because on the odd chance that people do listen to us they probably also listen to lake swat so <laughs> no sense in doubling down uh yeah we and did, we don't need to do play-by-play stuff yeah oh anyway, dude so. i'm not i can't even remember play-by-play at this point um some of that might have to do with alcohol, but
1: um, might <laughs> or, or it does. We drank just a little bit <laughs> yeah. of alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> just we did. A little. Well, this was your first lead. like Dan. What did you think?
3: I had a great time. I think uh, Chris has got a really good thing going there. I think the combination of the terrain with the strat, the scenario cards, and even the knight's champion, I actually thought added a lot of depth to just playing just your traditional uh, Kings of War game. You know, maybe a little bit too much for me, because I hadn't been playing as much as I'd like to have, but I I thought that, you know, that was just me, my fault, because I didn't actually kind of play test any of it before coming, so... But I so actually this... really enjoyed the, the
1: depth of it. Did it kind of feel like it re-inspired you to double back down on, like, your Kings of War efforts again, or...?
3: Oh, totally. That's why... It's one of the major reasons why I'm pulling, like, the Samurai Ogres I was basically working on, Back in like Eighth Edition Fantasy before it all kind of just crumbled into the dirt, so this has kind of reinvigorated me to maybe do some more hobbying again too. So, which is yeah, great. I
1: think you got a lot of people that, or I have, I know I have like a forty percent completed all Dragon Ogre army just sitting at my house doing nothing because same thing.
0: My poor neglected ratkin.
3: Right. What were your thoughts on uh?
2: Lady of the Lake. So we did the uh, the long-ass drive again this year. Uh, we did have a little break in there where Jeff had to go do a job in, in Iowa, so that made it a little more bearable on the, the way up. Uh, like he said, the uh, pit stop in Weston, Missouri, was just great because they've got a winery there. They've, they've got a distillery, but we didn't go to it. And then they've got the brewery, and the brewery is all like the brewery is above ground, but their bars and stuff are underground. So you actually get to like go and it, it sounds kind of dorky, but you get to go down to where like the underground railroad used to be and where they were, you know, carting slaves to get them up to the North. They would take it a pit stop in in Weston and they would use those catacombs underneath uh, the actual city to ferry slaves from like house to house. Cause they had like interconnecting tunnels and stuff. So, they've actually turned those tunnels into like bars and it's an Irish bar and they do a lot of cool stuff there. But yeah, the beer is fantastic. So it was worth the trip to do that. You know, we rolled up, I didn't even know I was really going to be going until I, I don't know, like maybe, maybe a month before the actual event. Um, it was, it was definitely like right around the list due date time. So I just threw something together. I was like, ah, this will, this will do, you know, middle of the road, whatever. I won't have to do a lot of thinking. And then, uh, you know, we rolled up, we did the typical, get there a couple of days early, hang out, do a lot of drinking. You know, that's where we met you, Dan was we, we walked up and then we started just pounding beers and it hit a couple of those breweries. <laughs> you bought like eight flights at that one. Uh... Yeah,
3: I did three around the world. Yeah.
2: God, what what was that brewery called? I can look it up. But uh, something anyway. to
3: paddle or something bent paddle or something. I thought ben no, paddle, bent paddle. Was the, was the one we did on Sunday. Last day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I uh, can't remember which one that was. Uh, then
2: it was like waterfront or something like that. I I can't remember, but yeah, we, <laughs> we got like all the beers. Just give us all the beers. We're gonna try them. Uh, that was fantastic. You were <laughs> you got super drunk. It was great. And then uh, we played a little a little uh, Shadowhunters. Which you yep. kept attacking me even though I was on your team at one point
3: and had uh, flipped no, over. I think and you <laughs> again. You were confused <laughs> the last time. I actually think that was Jeff attacking, uh, who was it, uh, Kevin? No, I think it was Todd because Kevin wasn't there yet, was he? Oh, yeah, it no. was Todd, that's right. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah it was, was
2: Todd, yeah. Yeah, because Kevin had gone home or whatever. It was Todd. It was either you attacking me or Todd attacking me, but I was like, motherfucker, I am on your team. Anyway <laughs> uh, then uh, you you had thrown out a challenge and I didn't you know I didn't know I was gonna be playing so I didn't really have anybody to challenge I was like, yo dude, I'll play you so we got our game in uh, Friday night which made Saturday a million times easier uh, man you edged me just barely. So we ended up with no, a draw. The other
3: way around. You edged me. Yeah,
2: you oh, beat did him, I... dude. Yeah. I, I didn't win. I thought it was a draw.
1: <laughs> Evidently, oh, Mark doesn't dude. remember like at all. So. Dude, I don't. It's It
2: was like three weeks ago, man. I You're would, asking yeah. me to remember things. <laughs>
1: because I was rolling all
3: those super high nerfs, but then you pulled it out because that one piece was worth like 400 oh, yeah. points. The yeah, corner. yeah, you,
2: you were kicking the shit
3: out of me. I was like, well, <laughs> this is going to go just the way I
2: want it to. I'm going to be in the loser's bracket. Great. All right. So, yeah, you're right. I, I forgot. I thought that was a draw with the two of us, but I, I guess it was wrong. It was close. It was a 6-4 for you. Yeah, okay. So, like, that's a draw, man. Like an 8-2. <laughs> that, that's a win. Like a 6-4. That's, that's a draw. It's like a high draw. So, yeah. And then uh played a... a Couple other folks Saturday night they did the um the the what was it the the concert at the house and I shit you not there were at least eight coolers full of beer and alcohol and mead and I'm sure there were <laughs> other things going on uh but just fantastic array of beers that were there to sample and like every time I was walking by somebody'd go hey man you need to try this and it was some totally random beer that i had never had before so it was fantastic uh what, what'd you guys think about that the saturday night
1: yeah that's the best part man that, that's I the whole gone to beer heaven. yeah <laughs> dan dan got pretty toasty that night man i think we all did <laughs> i know i did
2: <laughs> oh yeah yeah we were drinking that moonshine cherry stuff
1: Dan started hitting the mead oh, yeah. and he oh, was yeah. just as soon as he started drinking that mead, Dan was just, Alright, what else can I get my hands on? <laughs> Dan was Dan was like a bear in a in a like a campsite where he just got his hands on some of it and it just like sent him into a frenzy. <laughs> he started what else can I do? <laughs> just going from cooler to cooler drunk
3: pretty much the whole time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we we were pretty drunk. I I got drunk and I was talking to Chris's dad for like two hours. That dude um, is awesome.
3: Yeah, he's a super cool dude.
2: Yeah, he was, and he was drunk too. It was it was great. It's like a melding of the minds. So I was like,
3: oh, I want to be as cool that as was this a, guy. That was Sunday night that you were doing that. Not it Saturday was Saturday night, night too, because the concert yeah, was, was going nights. on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think That's I spent awesome. a good like he's... five hours yeah. talking to that guy. Cause Sunday night, man, he was like tr- sampling even beers he didn't think he'd like. He was sampling everything under the sun. You'd made him kind of an honorary Texan for the night.
1: <laughs> well, he was he was pretty happy about it. He's like, like you know he needs to come down to these things here in Texas so I can go down there and drink. <laughs> hey, Chris Alamo's coming up. Yeah, yeah. That's literally what they said. <laughs> they were talking about going to Austin or um, San Antonio.
2: It'd be cool if they could make that. So yeah, then uh, then Sunday we get around, we're playing the games, uh, we wrap up, um, and then we go out to Bent Paddle because Jeff's or sorry, not Jeff, Chris's wife was uh doing like a a charity thing. Yeah. So we went out there. They had some pretty good barbecue, considering you know you don't really think of good barbecue no. in Minnesota. <laughs> no. I thought, I thought it was pretty pretty Definitely solid barbecue. No. Those ribs were pretty good. They were amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. And then the beer, of course. Uh they had fantastic beer. Um oh shit, what was that one beer that
3: they Why had was that, that I blonde? loved? There was that blonde that was really, really good. What was it called? The, the tea time? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. the
1: one. How come oh. I remember this shit? I'm horrible with names. I remember <laughs> it had
2: I remember it had tea in it. I just couldn't remember what they called it.
1: It was delicious. Yeah. Mark Mark had a lot of tea bag when he was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Yeah, what's new?"
2: Sure did. That's how I started my breakfast.
1: Right? You don't eat breakfast. I drink I, it.
2: I drink it. That's right. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. It's like I know what you're gonna say. I mean, I've laid eggs in your mind.
2: So yeah. So Dan, when did you end up going home? Like, did you go home on Monday or Tuesday or?
3: Late Monday. I went home Monday. It was uh, okay.
2: yeah, just later. It was kind of around noonish. Gotcha. So a little after we left then. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah
3: not long long after you guys left at all
2: yeah and you got home way before we did i can pretty much guarantee you
3: oh yeah yeah i was home by 7 p.m at night
2: yeah we were getting lost in wichita kansas at 7 p.m at
1: night (laughs) feeling like we might not make it home yeah Yeah, all in all pretty cool we were got I, i I gotta tell everybody, man, like, the best the best parts is, like, the Saturday night for that, and then on top of that, when you come down for that stuff, you have to stay for, um, you gotta stay for the Sunday night, because that's when we got, that, that's when, that's another time when you just get to have so much fun, because most people are gonna leave, you kinda always get to have, like, you know, hangout time with the people who really came down to do more of the hanging out than anything else. So that's always my favorite is the time before and time after. And, uh, you know, Greg uh, Persons and um, um, uh, Jake Jake uh, Hutton stuck around as well. So it was me, Mark, Jake, uh, Greg, and Dan and Todd. And we all got to just kind of sit around and play some board games and just decompress and hang out it was it was awesome so kudos to chris I mean, I for running another you know. oh all right oh dude you were drinking sours all weekend man you just dan was in heaven man i swear you just pumped this guy full of sours i've never oh, seen I somebody like sours as much was pretty good too yeah that's good good beer good beer yeah, that's
2: pretty much a hit wherever we take that beer yeah we
1: gave it we gave it to the brewer at weston too (laughs) that's what got us here yeah
2: yeah so they 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 actually had the whole like downstairs closed off because we got there at like lunchtime or whatever and they're like we don't open that until five and we're like oh man that sucks we drove all the way from texas and oh well and the dude's walking us out and we're like yeah and jeff goes hey you want to try this beer that we brought up and the guy's like yeah sure and he goes fuck, this is amazing. <laughs> He's like, this is really good beer. Hey, let me take you guys downstairs and show show you your yeah. setup. <laughs> and okay. Literally, yeah, of awesome. course.
1: We'd love to. Sure, I think it's I like have
2: time.
0: From those two in
1: 18 months, we know Oh, why. that would be legit.
0: Oh, dude, that
2: would. That'd be good. For I've got some of that Rip making. Van Winkle. i got to try that still. It's the one beer that they make that I've wanted to try for five years, and I finally got it. So.
1: Yeah, but I mean, all in all, uh, great tournament as usual for – Lead Lake. If uh, if you're coming from literally anywhere in the country, Chris will put you up. You're pretty much gonna stay at his house. And I'm telling you, man, like it's it's super cool. Um, just the hangout time and stuff. It's one of my favorite tournaments I've ever been to. Just every time, just the hangout is is on point. Like it's just so. Usually it's so much better than everybody else's tournaments because you're just so you're you're camping at his house with all the rest of the people so it's just I like venues where you're going to be together with everybody pretty much the whole time so it's more of a social event you know so people not splitting off in his yard on the Saturday night there
3: was like half a dozen
1: people in the house and
3: me and Todd in the camper
2: yep and one bathroom (laughs)
3: yes (laughs) he's already talking about fixing that for
1: next year
2: Yeah. yeah just go get a cattle bay and get a high pressure hose and give everybody a shower all at once. Right. But yep.
1: Uh, If there's any way I can make it again next year, I've already kind of planted the seeds at the wife for that idea to maybe get a camper, drive the camper up, play some board games on the way up and just kind of hang out, make that drive a little bit less of an issue. And then when you get there, you're, can sleep in the camper because you're gonna sleep on the property so yep seems like a uh they were pretty bad (laughs) i mean it was it was (laughs) really bad my (laughs) only
0: memorable experience from being up there is mosquitoes are always awful
1: i didn't think it was gonna be that bad to where i didn't even bring my mosquito stuff and i was like oh that was a fucking terrible idea not that i got bit but other people did I'm a blood disorder so they don't really you bite know, me though, too much the,
3: the friday the thursday and the friday was the worst the yeah Saturday yeah actually,
1: definitely like, whatever they put up around there actually seemed to do the job the friday was probably the worst honestly it was <laughs> it was pretty bad
2: no that was that was that thursday
1: because that's because that the uh because because oh, friday was, yeah, we were thursday, at the venue. Right. yeah that thursday yeah, right. just
2: before or after their rain or whatever yep that's when it good was good lord i've I have never seen mosquitoes like that. And they're bad in Houston. Like they really are. Minnesota beats the shit out of Houston when it comes to mosquitoes. Just insane.
1: But yeah, all in all, super awesome tournament. Um hoping I'll be able to make it back again next year. Um, Mark, uh do you, you wanna go over any kind of standings on it or you just want you wanna just move on?
2: I, I don't remember the standings on it. Uh well I mean I remember Jeff licken won it but yeah, he had it uh, won before he even played Game 5. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You played him in Game 5 or yeah, whatnot. I, um,
2: I intentionally brought a list that I was like, ah, oh, there's no way that this list will do great. You know, I'll be in the middle realms, and I won't have to worry about tough games. And it's like, Table 1, you're playing your like Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want this to happen. <laughs> well, you were obviously doing too well. You should have tanked harder. Yeah, well, right. I, I, well, obviously, I should have... I tried to. <laughs> he made it up at the end. So speaking of tank tartar, I uh, <laughs> I, I brought an even weaker list to buy you, <laughs> and it worked. <laughs>
0: yeah. I thought I did, and it didn't.
2: Oh, you did really
1: well, Ryan. Yeah, so I think Jeff Schlick ended up taking it. Mm-hmm. I played... Um, I played... Every single game I played was versus uh, one of the players from last year's U.S. Masters. So I didn't play a single person that wasn't at the Masters last year and that didn't finish in the top half of the Masters. <laughs> so pretty good strength of schedule. Had a had a good time. I got to play uh, Shannon Shoemaker for a challenge, which he, he accepted and knew, came into it knowing the whole time, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose. And he, he pulled off most of my army he did lose but <laughs> he, he did pull off most of my army so unfortunately i i just outplayed him on the scenario and stuff but i i had a really hard time voting for my best game because i just had so many just super cool dudes that um I, it was really hard to really hard to choose who to who to vote for for that one um and big big thanks to John Becker by the way not the that- I know if he even listens to us, but maybe someone who does will tell him. He, uh, at, on the way home from the venue, I was, um, I had known, I've been watching for this model forever, these blood rack Medusas from um, the Dark Elf, uh, GW Dark Elf, like Bloodrack Shrine. And they're damn near impossible to find. And the people that do have them don't really want to part with them. <laughs> so uh i've been watching for over six months and i just wanted it for the storyline for what i'm doing for this army and i was like uh eh, what the heck I'll, I'll put it out there maybe somebody will have one and like 10 minutes goes by and john Becker is like oh yeah i have one it's totally yours if you want it and i was like are you serious like h- how much do you want for it like, i'll totally pay you just tell me what you want for it and he's like no no big deal just give me your address and i'm like seriously <laughs> like what a cool dude, man! Seriously, that's awesome. So, we got cool, we got cool uh, people uh, that we go out there and visit all the time, man. So, and he's running uh, his his first little uh, GT, which I think is like twenty people up there. In um, where is that? It it's in the Twin Cities, right?
2: Yeah, oh God, it, you're putting me on the spot.
1: Is. Yeah, I know it is. I think it's in Minneapolis. Um,
2: that sounds right.
1: Yeah, because that's where he's at. So, but anyway, I think they were at sixteen registered, the last I heard. But yeah, it's, yeah, called, I I think
2: it's called Renegade, right?
1: Yeah, Renegade yeah. GT. Yeah. So if you're up there in that area, for some reason you're listening to us, check it out. Um, I think this is their first year running it. So. I think it's yeah, this week, and they weekend. only got
3: room for twenty-four. So yeah.
1: Sign up quick if you haven't already. Yeah. All right. Well. I think that does it without getting into all the boring little details. If you want to see where the standings were, check Double it out. More score. Yep. Um, I think Mark came in top quarter. I took third, and Todd did. I mean, we all did pretty well. All I think it was top half. Well. I
2: don't think it was top quarter.
1: Uh, I thought you were.
2: Yeah,
1: but I took a third, and I think Kevin was the big was the big deal. Like the fact that Kevin did so well. I mean, this is the first time he at that gt like he was really stepping it up you know
2: yeah it's the first time he's come that high up well like trying to compete right like yeah exactly was his first foray into tournaments so he didn't really kind of know what to do or how to play and then he goes to this one as his second tournament and gets on like table four or five yeah for the final round which is pretty good
1: Little Which, Padawans growing up. That's good foreshadowing. in the nest because
2: he did <laughs> he did pretty damn good with foot and dwarves at Bayou too. Yeah, like he was you on table one.
1: Say dwarves can't win. Here's our seg. Here's our segue. Let's talk about Bayou. I wasn't a part of it, but I definitely got told the updates on the regular. So. Yep.
2: So Bayou was a twenty five hundred point list. Um my army had no magic items whatsoever because I said, fuck that. I'm just going to fuck around. And uh, those extra points that you save on magic items actually get you a few units that become kind of handy later on in games. Uh, I had a I had a great first turn challenge in that one too. I got to play David Sweat. Um, he had an inflatable... <laughs> yeah, because Robbie What's had up? to
1: bounce out, right? Like he couldn't make it for some reason?
2: Yeah, I, I don't know what... Happened with Robbie. I didn't ask. It's maybe not my business. I don't know. Yeah. But he, Um, uh,
0: his wife, he he had an opportunity to see his wife who he hadn't seen in weeks.
1: Oh, heck yeah, dude. Yeah.
2: Because she lives out in Midland now because they, she has a job out there and he still has a job in Houston. So they don't get to see each other a lot. Um, so yeah, uh, Robbie let somebody borrow his army. I can't remember who. Uh, but yeah, so I, I played David Sweat because David was originally playing Robbie. Robbie dropped, and I was like, "Well, fuck it, dude. If you want to play me," so we played uh, our little slap fight game where his herd were playing my rats, and he had a bunch of snakes. Like his entire army was snakes, and he's like, "You know what? You know what happens to rats, right? Snakes <laughs> eat them. Shit." And he brought a big bag of gummy worms or gummy snakes, and he was throwing them at me and stuff, and. Uh he had a, a giant inflatable snake that he had as part of like his props. You gotta kidding me. No, no, he that he let me keep one awesome. and, and I gave it to Big William Roberts. and William was stoked. So yeah, that that was that was a great way to start the weekend for me. I had a lot of fun games. I got to play a lot of tight games with a lot of cool people. I got to play John Green, which I'd never played him in like oh, nice. the decades that we've been playing. Uh I got to play House Nick. Dude, I just I got to play so many cool fucking people. It was a great tournament, and this time I did not screw myself and end up on table one (laughs) where I didn't belong. I got to play in the nice medium tables and just had a great mess around time. It was awesome.
0: That's fantastic.
2: Ryan, on the other hand, you did
0: pretty fucking good, man. I did the stupid thing. Um, I had a game one challenge with Jen Starling, and I decided to handicap myself, and I spotted her six beers before she had her first one. So I was up six the whole game, and apparently the key to my success in uh, Kings of War is keep drinking. If I play sober, I'm awful, but if I play drunk, I'm fantastic. Um, Better when I'm drunk. (laughs) I goaded her into some charges that were not the most advised thing she could have done, and mopped her army. Um, Game two, I ended up against Kyle, whose last name I've forgotten, from California who had done a similar to what you guys did to Lady of the Lake, drive across the country to come up. Um, And he shared mead with me, which was even more awesome. Hell yeah. Um, And I think I got an eight-point loss off of him. And then my third game was Jeff Grahada. And he had to go to a dinner to celebrate his first year anniversary with his wife. And I encouraged that by trying to get him drunk. (laughs) and baited him into some charges that were not maybe the most advised um, and ended up picking up 19 off of him so I finished day one with 45 points which is what I expected to finish the tournament with typically Um, (laughs) yeah. and then I got to play Sunday in the deep end Um, I got Zach Clark game 4 which I think we'll talk about game 4 in a little bit Um, and that was a hilarious match back and forth that I used my whole army as chaff and was winning by 5, which I think was a 17-3 until literally the bottom of 6, when he tied it and then forced to turn 7 and beat me. And then I finished off against Chris Davis and I thought, well, the previous game was fun, I'll use my whole army as chaff in this one, and it was hilarious. And Chris was, I couldn't tell if he was torn between frustrated or admiring the fact that I actually had tactical steel on occasion. And I pulled a draw off of him to finish with 65 points, I think. Which is...
1: Pretty fucking
0: respectable. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like ninth or 10th general. I don't remember. I try not to look at numbers like that because if I'm in that discussion, it's bad for me. But yeah, I had a great time. I picked up paint and player's choice to the surprise of me, mostly, because uh, Tim Delmas's army was amazing.
2: Oh, dude. If his army was painted... Like
0: he needs to finish up, yeah. and I need to step up my game.
2: Oh, dude, he had a bunch of like halfling chicken knights. there are so oh, riding yeah. around on roosters and stuff. And then I don't know where he got those bunnies from—if he made them or what. But he had halflings riding on like giant bunnies.
3: Nice. Um, oh, oh, dude, that might be from Malifaux.
2: It could be. I don't know, but they look yeah, fantastic. There's some, uh,
3: there's some gremlins riding bunnies for Malifaux.
2: Oh, he he may have swapped out the riders then. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he had Gandalf in a cart that he was using as, like, artillery or something. Hey, <laughs> he had Gandalf supposed to be shooting picking up people. Seth at the airport. I know. I sent, te- I sent a freaking text to Seth. I was like, hey, Seth, your ride's here at Bayou. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. So let's, let's talk about... I, know I don't want to get into, like, all the scenarios or anything. But let's talk about that one scenario that they had for Bayou where, you know... You know, a lot of the a lot of the games, the scenarios are based around not what you kill or, or who you kill, but just kinda how the game plays out. So scenario four was called Dreadball. And if you're already kind of thinking along those lines, yeah, they were trying to literally make it like a dreadball match as opposed to a Kings of War battle. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> they set up a barrel in the middle of the 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 battlefield, which uh, which functioned as the ball, and then if you ever got a unit to make contact with it, depending on what type of unit you had, it would go d6 or two d6 forward, um, at or whatever 3D6. angle. Oh, really? You could you throw a three d6. Monst- if you had monsters, oh, you for could monsters, do 3D6. gotcha. Well, I wish I had done that. That might have been a smarter move on my part. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, and then if you were kicking it over other units you know, depending on the height of those units and the height of the thing that kicked the ball, the units would either block it and it would bounce in a random direction or it would go over their heads. So if you had, like, a height four monster kicking at a height one infantry unit, the the ball would just go straight over their head because the monster would kick it too high. But if you had, mm-hmm. alternately, height one kicking at a height four, the height four would block it and the ball would go a different direction. So... The idea was to kick it into the back six six inches of the the battlefield, either on your opponent's side or your side, depending on which way you were facing. And uh, that's how you scored points. And then each uh, area of the battlefield was worth different points. So the center two feet were worth five points each, and then three points to the next foot outside of those two feet, and then one point to the far corners. So, you got different scores depending on where you kick the ball. Uh, on paper, it was a lot, right? Like, there were yeah. a lot of rules. There's a lot of stuff you had to read through. Um,
0: yep. They were encouraging at registration, go ahead and read. Yeah, game go for ahead and it read. It. And start thinking about it. I, I still some think some of us didn't do that.
2: Even with that, like, the way that Kings of War kind of fosters cooperative play. Um, it, it really didn't make that too much of an issue because if you and your opponent agree to play it a certain way, you know, who cares what it said on, on the sheet later on? You know, if you guys said, mm-hmm. yeah, well, we'll do it like this, that's fine. Um, and that happens a lot with Kings of War because you get those weird angles, you get those weird scenarios where you're like, I don't know, well, let's just call it this. Okay, cool. Or let's D6 yep. it. So I, or I let's feel like... Kill. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. But... I, I thought it was a really cool concept and a really good way to introduce a different non-kill based game uh-huh. into, mm-hmm. you know, different scenarios. So Ryan, you know, what did you think about that? How did you feel while you were playing it?
0: I I approached it going in with... Because doing Alamo scenarios, we're doing very few kill. So I've already been very objective based in the way I'm thinking about stuff, which may be why I did so well. Um... I enjoyed the challenge of it. I think there were mechanics that could have been a little bit easier to handle. Um, some of the angles got really tricky when kicking out. Um, oddly, it was one of the only games where the angles turn 5 and turn 6 were more important than the ones, the angles and the ranges you set up turn 1. Uh, because you're either trying to defend that last second kick or score that last second kick. Um, I know a lot of players just kicked it around the edges and then kicked it in at the end for a couple of points, and that seems boring because I just charged my monsters up the middle and gambled everything on turn one and then didn't get it. Um, So I sacrificed two units right off the bat just to not paying attention. Um, I enjoyed playing it. Um, I think part of it was Zach. Zach and I have played almost every Bayou except for the past couple because he's been doing better than I have. Um, and it was really fun getting to play him on a top table instead of where we started off playing each other six years ago on bottom tables or ten years ago. Um, but Zach's a really great guy, and he and I get along really well. So issues, and it was really we're just gonna kick this around and have fun. And I enjoyed that game a heck of a lot more than I did thought I was going to Saturday night, where I'm like, ugh, I'm gonna be on one of the top three
1: tables, and I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I always um, enjoy playing Zach. He's a good, he's a tight game. game.
0: Um, I loved it. Um, I know it was very divisive. I know some people hated elements of it and loved elements of it. Um, I think there's still a large part of the community that has that kill is all uh, attitude in their heads. And if you're stuck on that attitude, it was probably a very rough game for you to play. Um, Yeah, I could see that. If you've been playing with other types of, of games it probably was a lot of fun. Um, I didn't like the kick it around the edge and then score at the end that I saw going on on a couple of tables around me. That just... It seemed like some armies were very much crippled by a lack of mobility. But, I mean, you can't complain about tiny things like that.
2: Yeah, it would almost serve to maybe make the out-of-bounds lines for the ball you know, be a little different than the actual board edges. That way you're not having people kick it around. You're actually having people kind of go at each other. Um, I I thought it was interesting. So you took it from a scenario base. I was playing somebody who had almost as many drops as me and was a way more stable sort of army. So it's not like I could run into him, kill him and, and then get him off the board to, to, you know, start making my kicks easier. Uh, so, I basically had to play kill for the first three or four turns and play standoff and then try Mm -hmm. and get my openings uh and then the ball didn't bounce either way for us and we actually rolled like shit the entire game um you know like 18 attacks and two hits sort of thing uh hitting on Mm -hmm. fours in fives even um still only getting like two hits and then a wound so we were both rolling terrible, and then that didn't go over well when we were trying to actually kick the ball, because it was like, okay, well, it went six inches. Okay, great. <laughs> this is useless. Yeah. Um, but it was still fun. I mean, it was it was that element that was in the back of our heads while we were playing, I think, instead mm-hmm. of being at the forefront where it's like, okay, I'm just going to do nothing but kick the ball and try and win the game here. Because then, you know, a couple of bad rolls, and my opponent kicks the ball too, and all right, well, now I'm losing and I'm losing by kill too. So I'm losing whatever that was, two bonus points. Uh, Mm -hmm. So two completely different ways to take that game. And I think I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the game. Sounds like you enjoyed it too. I totally get where you're coming from to say, like some people just don't like those type of games. That's fine. Like, that's cool. I, I get it. But when I go to these events, I don't want to see the same scenarios over and over and over and over. I want to see new stuff or things that are unique to this event that I don't see anywhere else. And I mm-hmm. think that was a bold take for Bayou to try that and to put it out there and, and have us play it. So I I liked it. That was definitely the most memorable scenario that they had, I think.
0: You can play Kill anywhere. Going to a grand tournament gives you exposure to games you never thought you would play. Um,
1: so I wasn't there, I but really... the feedback I got from the couple people that were talking to me was that it was a really super fun scenario, but they were unsure whether it belonged at a GT, which I could understand. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? Like It sounds like it's mm-hmm. something that um, you do Monster Bash like Bayou always does, right? It sounds like Hey, let's have this side game that we go do this and everybody participates, you know, and then maybe that's a way to play that scenario or whatever. I'm I'm just telling you what, what was said by a couple other people, but um I mean I obviously wasn't I there. Kind of say
0: this doesn't belong in a GT.
1: Right. Like I and it it sounds fun and everything like that, but I think that maybe if you're if you're trying to get some people That maybe haven't gone to a bunch of dts into trying to read how that scenario plays and works it might be a little bit it might be a little scary trying to figure out how something like that works coming into it that that would be my biggest concern i think it was i think it could play well but i think you have to have like like mark was in a good situation right where Zach is a good player. He knows what he's talking about. knows how to read a scenario, knows how to understand a scenario, and it's going to be a perfectly awesome game. Mm -hmm. But you know, you end up playing like a 16 year old kid that's just like, you know, not maybe this is his first tournament or something like that, and then you're just like, here, read this rules pack that's two pages long and (laughs) try and figure out how to replay the game. You know, It, it could it could be a little much for for someone like that. But if I was playing. One of you guys, no problem. I mean, it's just some if you're, if you're on a time clock. I know you were not. You guys weren't playing on clocks, but you do have a set amount of time to play. It might be a little much to have to keep on looking back. And how does this work again? You know what I mean?
2: I actually did play on the clock, um, just just to like make sure I was keeping on my times. Sure. And I didn't have any opponents that really had a problem with it. But yeah, the rest of the field wasn't playing on a clock and. There were a few times where I was kind of like, oh, man, if they were on clocks, we wouldn't be waiting around for this matchup. Right.
1: You know, it's, so my, my two cents would just be, even I mean, just from the grapevine would be, you've got to be a little, I mean, like give maybe 10 more minutes to play that game so people can keep looking back at stuff. And I'm going to take a wild guess that the most questions for the tournament were for that scenario, right? So.
2: I I don't know. I wasn't. Right, paying right. attention to who is asking what questions but i mean that was I also d- going into d- the like, lunch d- round so sure. if you oh, fudge well, a little okay. bit on the time then fair it's enough. not so bad fair enough yeah
1: i'm just thinking about it from a to perspective like what what kind of concerns it would bring up you know
2: cool so what do we get like in the upcoming days ryan did you want to talk about army in a weekend
0: Absolutely, uh, Countercharge is doing their army and, and challenge this upcoming weekend. Um, you can check out their latest podcast episode for details on it if you really want. The basic gist of it is a thousand points start on Friday, finish by the time you go to work on Monday, or at least that's how I choose to interpret it. Um, this is their fifth one, I want to say. We do quick math in my head. Yeah, I think it's their fifth one. Um, It sounds right. (laughs) Ryan's
1: doing the math by what ones he's
0: completed. (laughs) That's exactly what I just did. (laughs) Um, I've done the first four. I don't know that I'll get this one done because I had a lot of plans set up for this weekend that I'm not going to be able to get out of.
1: Yeah, I'm on that page too.
0: But if you are on the fence, you need a deadline, you need motivation to get an army going, this is one of the best ways I have to motivate myself to do stuff. I don't even need an army. I mean, Lone Wolf is how far away? That's the next tournament I'm going to.
2: I've Um, got plans that I can't get out of. I'm sorry that I'm such a burden for you, Ryan. Jeez.
0: I am not complaining at all about going to SeaWorld with you, Mark. (laughs) I just wish their bars were going to be open.
2: Oh, they've got bars at SeaWorld?
0: Yeah, you can get craft beer at SeaWorld.
2: Ah, shit. I didn't know that. That's cool.
0: But on a Sunday morning, you can't. Right.
2: I'll bring a flask.
0: (laughs) Not a bad plan. Just don't put it in the backpack. These dolphins are swimming weird. That's just... Yeah. (laughs) Dolphins are weird. No, we're going to get them drunk. Oh, getting the dolphins drunk. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know, as big as those tanks are, you'd need a couple of bottles.
3: Speaking of drunk dolphins, I think I need a refill.
1: Right.
0: (laughs) But yeah, that's going to be fun. Um the model a week challenge is still going on I think we're in the 40s on how many people have done the first seven weeks of it so if you have you're awesome and I love you dearly. and had I remembered I was casting tonight I would have written down all your names and called you out one by one um, so something to look forward to if you're still in the grind uh, if you yeah
1: I've been trying these... to keep up too but I just I'm so bad at posting it <laughs> on time but I've been trying to keep up care. to keep if people post weeks late. I don't dock anyone. I don't care. No, I'm I'm just doing it for fun anyway. Right, it's your own accountability. Yep, this is to
0: motivate everyone in the world to paint, and I'm just thrilled, A, by how many people are doing it, and B, how many cool models that I've never seen before I'm getting exposed to. Everything from the new Games Workshop Marines to Arcadia Quest to Westphalia, Malifaux. There are a bunch of manufacturers getting stuff painted and it's so cool to look at them all
1: oh yeah for sure man i've seen a lot of cool shit in there
0: check it out on our facebook page we do a an event every week and you can go in and look at what people have posted um if i ever have time i'll go through and do like recap images or something i don't know this is still half baked in my mind and we're almost two months through it
1: now (laughs) Don't have such a hit idea where people want you to, like, keep up with it and shit. like, this is a great idea, and then you're like, oh, I've got all this housekeeping stuff I have to keep up with for it, though. (laughs) Damn it, I didn't think about that. Write down everyone that does it? Damn it, I thought it was going to be, like, six people. Right.
0: But then I thought 200 would see the video, and that, I think, is it 700k now? Yeah,
1: 700,000 plus, yeah, it's more than that, I think, actually. That was last time I checked. Numbers crazy. Are weird. people are weird. We love people, people. are weird. They're
2: yeah, it's cool though. Of- <laughs> so while he's doing that, uh International Campaign Day is rolling along. I'm getting sign ups for that left and right. Uh we've got somebody from every continent, I think except Africa now. And we had South Africa last year, so I think we can hit all six continents that have human populations greater than like 50 uh
0: oh, i was gonna say are they playing at the research station now <laughs> right maybe
2: maybe the penguins are and just haven't figured out the internet yet <laughs> uh but yeah we had buenos aires uh signed back up and then uh we had phnom penh sign up so we've got east asia we've got south america We've obviously got a few Europe's already, and I'm sure we're gonna get more. Uh, and we've got smattering from around the United States and Canada too. So it's looking pretty good, man.
0: That is
3: exciting. Yeah,
2: and that's like six weeks away, which that's is insane. Six weeks away. I know, dude.
3: Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm gonna have at least a couple people pull over at my place to play a game.
2: Yeah, that's the best way to do it is to do it at your house so that you can kinda chill out, get food. You don't have to have people like hassling you about getting off the Mark's like, I'm not even
1: doing it this year. I'm just gonna watch football and do score. (laughs) I'll I'll
2: do it. I'm gonna play a couple of games, but I'm not gonna do the twenty four hours. He's
1: gonna do it
3: around the games. Yeah.
2: Oh no, like when the game's on, I am probably not gonna be playing. (laughs) But I mean, if I am playing, whoever whoever gets me that round, congratulations for you and like I'm not going to be paying attention. You can take as many flanks as you want. <laughs> it ain't going to bother me. <laughs> as long as my so team wins, you
0: play all 24 hours. How many games are you going to get in?
2: Uh, it is 12 games in 24 hours.
0: Okay. Yikes. Yeah. Hypothetically.
2: No, it's not no, hypothetical. Kevin it did it is last mathematical, year, Mathematical. <laughs> no, Kevin no, did hypothetically it hypothetically on my question. Yeah. I got I think I got 10 games in, 10 out of 12 last year cuz I had to stop oh, and cook you food didn't
3: have cat naps or something in there somewhere. Dude,
2: no. We just stayed up. I didn't get to start napping until the end of the last round and we had tabbed up all the the scores and then some of the guys were still playing like a couple of pickup games. So while they were playing, I was like nodding off in my chair. But yeah, we stayed up for the full Damn. 24. It It's fun. I'm too old for that shit. Oh, dude, It's fun, but good Lord, there's that drag at like I don't know, I want to say like 5am 4am, where you just kind of look at the clock and you're like, holy Jesus how much more time do we have of this? (laughs) But yeah, uh, that's why I'm definitely not doing all 12 games this year because one, I'm going to be watching football and two, I am definitely going to try and get some sleep in. But people that do the 24 hours. We're going to try and do another prize again. So hopefully we can do that. Uh Well, we saved our strongest card for the end of the game. Uh Dan, lay it on us. Tell us why everybody should be going to your Convince
0: cruise. Convince
2: us. Convince Uh-oh. me. I think
3: you already convinced Mark and Joe. Yeah,
2: I think we're already convinced.
3: Yeah, I'm already going. Well, if you're uh, into like the big social aspects like I am uh, where like, for example, you know, Lady of the Lake that we just came into, which was a amazing time just because of the whole social aspect of it. That's kind of what you get with hammer for the full seven days. You're hanging out basically on a boat, uh, on a boat. drink packages to drink as much as you want. Uh, hanging out with a whole bunch of other gamers. Uh, We've already got 20 rooms booked, so 40 people. And it's just going to get bigger and bigger as the... because we're still a year and a half away. It's October 7th, 2018. Basically, every night you're going to be hanging out uh, at dinner. Having like steak or lobster or a whole bunch of other uh, uh, really really good food, having drinks and hanging out with a whole bunch of other gamers at your table talking about kind of what the the different shenanigans that you guys have gotten up to for the last day. So yeah it's a really good time Uh, there's some really neat destinations it's uh, it's going Eastern Caribbean so it's going uh, Phyllisburg, uh, San Juan and uh, Haiti. Nice. And uh, yeah, going from Orlando, coming back to Orlando. And uh, the tournaments are only during the time where we're at sea, tra- traveling from port to port. So that actually kind of makes it one of the more spouse-friendly events, too. Because, you know, when you're actually in port, you can go and hang out and with your wife and go and do some really cool stuff. I remember when we did West Caribbean, I was like uh, swimming with stingrays and snorkeling on the reefs uh, in the Grand Caymans and you know just kind of neat stuff like that that you kind of build some memories together with and then you get to come on and uh, go play games on the boat the um, the conference center we get it for the full seven days we set it up with terrain wherever you want to whenever or when wherever you want to throw down you can do it uh, at any point Uh, so it's always like open 24 7 for you guys to access Uh, typically at night we'll like after dinner after the dinner show, we'll uh, go down there and we'll play like uh, Game of Thrones or we'll play, um, you know, Cards Against Humanity or throw down like various different board games and stuff, which uh, kind of like what uh, we did at Lady of the Lake, where we were kind of just hanging out, drinking beers and uh, playing board games at night. Awesome. I'm,
1: I'm in. So.
2: so I know you've got, you've got 40K, Malifaux, Age of Sigmar, Kings of War and, and Blood Bowl are you actually running those as like GTs while on the boat or or how does that work is it is it like a couple of days and then that event's done and then you go into the next one or is it you know kings of war the whole time if you want to play it or 40k the whole time and it's organized or kind of how do you how do you how do you break all okay. that down?
3: Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, that's a good question. So basically, the there's three cruise days, uh, of which two of them are kind of like the GT style events. Uh, and to kind of just uh, allow for more opportunity to kind of open game and play with the people that you, you want to play with. Um, Basically, what we do is we do a first day of all of the different game systems at once, other than Blood Bowl, which is going to be a league ran at kind of whenever you want to find a game with somebody. So on that first day, basically, we're going to play it out and then make a top eight cut. The top eight cut basically play as a tournament time on the second cruise day and then every so for if you didn't make the top eight cut that's good that's fine you can come and drink beer and just play more games with people or you can go and hang out with your wife there's a whole bunch of opportunity to do a whole bunch of different things um but yeah the 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 fixed kind of thing is is that the tournament is on the one day there's a top eight for the second day uh that's for all of the main game systems so 40k age of sigmar kings of war and malifaux concurrently and then that top eight cut. So if you wanted to bring Malifaux and play Kings of War, you could play in the Kings of War tournament, but still probably get tons of different like Malifaux games. And if you wanted
1: to, sweet, that's kind of cool for people that play different game systems and stuff, because then they can kind of just get a little bit of everything.
2: Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Is like now I've got to bring a couple of armies, right? Like maybe bring some bolt action or something. See what all uh, what all the people are doing. Do you have like a? Uh, you have like a Facebook page where people kind of start posting up what they're going to be bringing or, or what games they want to do. Because I would say if I'm if I'm packing, I don't want to be one of the forty copies of Munchkin or whatever that's going to be on the cruise. If everybody else is going to have it, I'd rather bring a game that maybe somebody else doesn't have. Um,
3: yeah, that's a great point. Actually, I've got a events for each of the different main game systems but i don't have a kind of like playing games kind of
1: page i should make one up Uh, that's a a very good idea i'll be bringing a bunch of board games for sure so
2: yeah because i mean that's that's kind of what i was thinking is like that way if people are bringing some of the non-main games they could coordinate like hey man i'm gonna bring this you bring that expansion okay sweet and then people can trade off they're they're getting a, a game that's maybe different i don't know they can be like hey i'm bringing this army for this style of game Necromunda's is coming out i'm sure people are going to probably play that somebody goes hey i'm gonna bring my vansar okay cool i'm gonna bring these guys or i'm gonna bring my rat skins or whatever they're called
3: yeah they're rat skins i have rat skins
2: nice of course you do
3: i have anything rat let's be let's be honest <laughs> i was all about them vansar man i love those guys so yeah if you are interested in Cruise Hammer and you like what you hear uh, go to cruisehammer. Uh on there. There's a, a sign-up form where you can sign up to actually get in touch with our travel agent. There's no actual deposit or anything that's actually due when you sign up on the form. What it's doing is it's giving you giving the information to our travel agent to get in touch with you and kind of discuss options.
2: Cool, and that was cruisehammer.org?
3: That's correct.
2: So you got org status, huh? Nifty.
3: Have a Facebook page. It's uh, just look for Cruise Hammer.
2: I'm typing that up right now because I gotta make sure I get on it. Sweet, found it. All right, guys. Uh, anything else? Any random thoughts before we close it down? All this
0: talk of board games, I would be remiss in my duties as a Mercia militia head to not mention that uh, Mercia Miniatures has launched Darkholds, which is a zombie side style. Zombie uh, zombie side meets Hero Quest style board game., uh, it's gonna be running for the next I want to say twenty days. Uh, give it a look. It's called Dark holds. I will be buying a copy. Uh, I will be running it at every GT I go to once it comes in. And yeah, um you can get like sixty undead guys for pretty cheap by Mercia standards.
3: and the models, even though there's only a couple of variants, the the sculpts are quite quite sweet.
0: They're pretty cool. They're actually based off the dark One sculpts. Uh, they're just slightly reposed to make them one-piece castable. I'll probably be painting some up in the next couple of weeks for Beer Maw just to show off what they look like painted. I don't think there are a lot of Utes painted out there right now. Um, give it a look. It looks fun. I can't wait.
1: I'm always down for yeah, new board games. It? Maybe he's refilling again.
0: <laughs> Who, <laughs> Who,
1: not <heard> me. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: Who refilled what?
3: what?
1: You said you needed a refill.
3: Oh, I refilled with the uh, Four Mile, which is uh, a Victoria, B.C. brewery, <laughs> and it's a uh, double chocolate porter. Oh, nice.
2: Dark chocolate or milk chocolate?
3: No, double chocolate, it said. It tastes more like a dark chocolate. Uh, okay, it has so it's a, a little, little bitter. It has a little bit of a coffee finish to it. Okay, gotcha. But yeah, it's, uh, it's quite nice.
0: I'm running the uh, Stone Ruin 10 with uh, oranges and vanilla, I think. That's pretty good. Jeff, you should see if you can
1: find one of those. The stone one? Yeah, the triple IPA. Did you ever make it through all of the uh, stone stuff I brought you back? Oh, they're gone. They're truly gone. I threw any in of, a... Any of them that you loved?
0: Zulcacava, whatever it's called. Oh yeah, that one's good. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, I actually have a confession. I had some sleeper stones sitting in my pantry too. The uh, Crime and Punishment from about 2014. Oh, they nice. are their, uh, their pepper ones, Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I back-to-backed those with one of the guys at my D&D group,
1: and it was awesome. Hell yeah, my dude, I love pepper beers. My favorite kind of beer. Shocker right now. I know. <laughs> Alright, well, I'm gonna try and get this done for Capital City. Wish me luck.
2: <laughs> I've, I've gotta go write a list for Capital City.
3: All, all right good luck building stuff for this
0: weekend
2: i'm gonna be getting Deadline's drunk this weekend man. with ryan at SeaWorld. we're gonna be getting amazing. dolphins so, uh, fucked for, uh, up
3: thanks for having me on guys it was uh a pleasure
2: hey, it was great it's yeah, great meeting for you again. for the first time in person and you know getting to talk about this cruise hammer thing which sounds
3: freaking amazing gonna be dope I, I love you guys i'm really
1: hoping you guys can make it uh I'm i I'm in, dude. As soon as I tell my wife that there's also gonna be open board gaming, she's gonna be like just pay the man, take I my mean, money.
2: We're gonna be you're you're going to Masters this year, right, Dan?
3: Yeah, that's the plan. You're although still
2: my wife's on... not
1: aware of it yet.
3: Oh,
2: okay. Well maybe we'll <laughs> say that out loud then. But I'll see you there, dude. So we'll, we'll get see to you see, see you then and then God willing, I'll see you in October too. Okay, or next October. I, I know you will, for I sure. I know you do. All right. Everybody think about drunk dolphins. That's where we're ending it on.
3: <laughs>
0: Flipper, what
2: happened?
3: Awesome! You got to get that sound effect in case, there somehow.
0: In case you're wondering, orca penises are bubblegum pink and about six feet long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, and now you know.
0: The more you know. Also, the adolescents like humping the glass walls. Their natural state:
1: humping glass balls. It's like it's what they like.
0: They say there's no benefit to having them in
1: captivity. I disagree. Where are they going to find all that glass in the wild?
2: Glass bottom, find, like, boats.
1: Sea otters something. <laughs> bottom boats.
0: or <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> Alright, off the fucking reels.
1: And you can continue following us on Twitter at HumbleJeff13 for Jeff.
0: At BeerWog for Ryan. Or my blog at TheBeerWog.Blogspot.com At Cap AMR05 for Mark at The Beer
2: Phase, all one word for the entire podcast. Or if you have to contact us by email, you know, if you want to say something for a long period of time, you can contact us at The Beer Phase at gmail.com. That's The Beer Phase, all one word at gmail.com. Bye-bye.
3: Shaking up the knees. Could I come again, please? Yeah, the ladies were too can.
0: kind. You've thunderstruck.